the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Is it Friday? Is it really Friday at 6.05 February the 3rd? Yes, it is. It's dark. It's dark and it's getting cold. Real cold. So cold. Super, super, super duper cold. It feels like five minutes ago I was saying it's hot. It's so hot. So hot. Crazy hot. Now it's cold. Real cold. Super cold. Uh, it is. I could. I, when would I? Oh, last night I uh, I left you guys and I went to um, the Cathedral Club, which, which is a Catholic organization. Uh, I sat with Vincent I G G Lavien. He graciously hosted me at his table, and uh, uh, I I walked in. I guess I left here at seven, like eight o'clock, and it's at the Great El Carib in Mill Basin, Brooklyn. And you know, you pull up right in front. I'm like, you know, I don't need my coat. I'm just walking in. So I took off my coat and I walked in just with my suit jacket on. And it wasn't that bad. But then I went in there and I stayed until almost 11 o'clock. When I came out, there was a line to get the cars. Oh boy, the temperature had dropped. And here's the thing, folks. And this is an inside scoop. This is, you know, you probably, you know, I don't know if anyone's going to be this honest with you. Here's the deal when you are bald. Okay. You would rather have a hat and a scarf than a coat. And I say that with all sincerity. Uh, it, that whole thing that you heard when you were a kid, like, where at? The heat goes off the top of your head. That's the truth. There is no myth there. The heat goes off the top of your head. You wrap your, the, your, your, your neck around uh, with a beautiful scarf, and you're good. I had neither. Is it neither or neither? You say neither, I say neither. Potato, potato, let's call the whole thing off. Um, we're not calling anything off. You know why? You know who's here today? Who knows gracing us with their presence? Besides... The great Joni Pelzer. Wake up, Sam Molino. I don't even have a mic on. <laughs> Do I have to scream across like New no, York City? No, no, please to don't. Be heard? <laughs> Besides Matthew Sambolino. Good evening, sir. Who who else has finally returned? Ah, I'm just waking son. back up from my morning shift. Uh, good evening, uh, Arthur. How are listen, you tonight? Alex Garrett is here. The 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 one man skating machine. Uh, I should really say the one leg one man skating the machine. Shan- the dancing machine. The dancing machine from the the rapid pulse gig. Alex, what's up, man? I mean, well, how you didn't I, fall I, off that table and onto me? I'm very impressed because we were almost side by side, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't fall off this table because I'm in the middle of war with you there. So, I you were great, but here's the thing, Alex. You know, we we talk about you in the promo. You're I on know, you're on like the I website, know. and then 
What do you disappear? What's the matter? You you know you too good for us? Oh, never that. I'm just you know being worked every hour. So I'm I I, I always want to come back on this show. You well, know that. It's, often, I guess so. it's I guess it is hard to be in demand. Um, but you know, so someone speak- retired this week. Uh, by the way, I'm, I don't know if you covered that on the show yet this week. But yeah, Tom Brady. We we got to talk about that for a second, don't we? Well, he, actually, yeah, I, mean, I was on the air with Al Gattulo, Joe Sibilia, and Debbie Duhane covering for the great Joe Piscopo when he announced it on his little video cast there. And he announced it one year to the day he announced it last time that he was retiring. And uh, I covered what I did cover yesterday or the day before, Alex, the days bleed into each other. Yes. is how Frank, you know, everyone would say that, oh, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. And Francesca says no. Uh, he said the greatest... Regular season quarterback of all time was Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. And the greatest Super Bowl quarterback of all time was Joe Montana. And then he he had a bunch of stats. He said what Brady will go down for is having the longevity Mm -hmm. and having won the the most games. Um, But although many people say if they were starting a football team from scratch, a fantasy team, you'd have Lawrence Taylor on defense and Brady on offense. Uh, everyone agrees about it, Lawrence being on defense. And I'm mad at Lawrence. I texted him today. I'm like, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? And I haven't heard back from him. But Lawrence and technology are not exactly the greatest uh, for, for <laughs> a long he did, time. He did tweet he wanted yeah, to go on the field okay, during that giant Alex, game. But. Alex, Alex, my friend, I don't even know if Lawrence Taylor knows what a tweet is. He probably thinks it's some <laughs> sort of a fancy olive that you put in a drink. Okay? He cannot be bothered. He cannot be bothered with any of that stuff. Um, you know, he may have been, uh, now, in, in his defense, he may have been with his daughter, Tanisha, uh, and said, boy, look at these guys. They're playing so bad. I want to put my shoulder pads on. And she may have tweeted that out. But, yeah, Lawrence is not be- is not real good with the technology. He's not really good with holding on to the technology. For a very long time, his voicemail was it went something like this. Hello, you've reached Lawrence Taylor. I've lost my phone, so please leave me your number because I don't have it. I mean, but I, it was like that way for months and months and months. And I can't tell you how many times we've been out and he has left his phone behind. Um, but he's a great guy, and I'm hoping I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with him. Maybe he'll jump on the air with us uh, uh, one day this week to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm gonna have my buddy Rob Sabah come on. Um, he's from Bay Ridge Honda. But he's also, you know, if you look at the New York Post, I think, or the Daily News, one of them, they have, like, all the car dealers who make their predictions all season long about football. And Rob is always in the top tier, if not the top, of having the uh, the, the best record in, in predicting wins and losses. So we're going to throw him on the air. We're going to have Lauren Fix on. We're going to do um, – Joni, tell us a little bit about Hemp Life. Oh, my gosh. I've been trying these products, Hemp Life, Jason Green. There is a doctor that created these products made from hemp. Wait, is it hemp leaf or hemp life? Hemp leaf. Hemp leaf. Spell hemp it. Leaf. L-I-E-F. H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F. That's why we got Sambolino here. They're fantastic. They're so uh, I have creams it too. and body butters yeah. so and they soaps. Gave, they gave me a beautiful Christmas present. came in a wooden box. Me too. And um, it is, uh, it's a, a cream, right? So it's so funny. I wasn't tying this together, but now I will. Another thing when you're bald, you wouldn't know this, Joni, is, you know, I got to lube up the head. You like, gotta, you got to, because yeah. you, you come out of that shower, yeah. Sambolino, you'll never understand this. You don't want to be flaky. Sambolino's <laughs> got like a Brillo pad on his head. He does. I have a nice uh, And on his face. Yeah, you definitely, you have some thick hair. Um, but when you don't, you, you it like dries up. Your head gets dry. 
And I, I will tell you, the hemp stuff, the lotion comes on a little, a little thick at first, but then boom, it soaks in, and it really is a protective layer. Um, we are going to have Joni, since you're here and you want to participate, tell us who our guest is in the second segment. Today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited because I had a conversation with him yesterday. Famous for four decades, Chef David Burke. He is he a fun won, like, guest. Every award. He is, and he is a very, very fun guest. He is known as the prankster. So he had a regular segment on Joe Piscopo's show for a while. Um, back in the day when Joe first was came on and, and um, Joe's, Joe would do some lighter segments on Friday. And I would come in on Friday and we would do a whole cooking thing um, on the radio, which is a little bit of a challenge. You need to be very descriptive to talk yeah. about what you're cooking on the radio. But Piscopo is obviously he's so gifted. He is able to pull that off. And uh, we had a lot of fun. So we're going to talk to um, uh, we're going to talk to Mr. Burke. I've been to a couple of his restaurants. Very, and he's very sweet. He's always very generous. One more thing, I just wanted to touch. We're having a little bit of a fun Friday here, folks. Yeah. Um, I, I have a great intern here named Nirvana Rajkumar, and I just kind of threw out to her, I guess, a week ago. Nirvana, you know what would be great? She's in college. She's not in law school yet. I said, you know what would be great is um, if you went back and you looked at the Idola Power Hour. Um, podcast and you gave me a list of like the guests we've had on well she did this perfect list from january 10th of 2022 that starts with joe piscopo right up until uh, two days ago when we did the interviews with um with the governor with governor cuomo and on friday when we did with ingrid lewis martin yeah. um and i'm just looking sam Bellino, look at this ready i'm just rattling off what i see Joe Piscopo, Dr. Chrissy Haynes, Alan Dershowitz, Frank Carone, Megan Kelly, Chief of Staff to Giuliani, Bruce Teitelbaum, Chief of the Department of the NYPD, Terry Monahan, Russ Salzberg, Anthony Weiner, Lawrence Taylor, Carol Alt, Andrew Giuliani, District Attorney Eric Gonzalez, Congressman Lee Zeldin, Judge Andrew Napolitano, Lenny Kern from L&B Spumoni Gardens. Yeah. I mean, we've had, I mean, Hank Shankov, uh, AUSA Lindsey Gertis. Uh, Frank, obviously, our boy Frank Setio, the great Lauren Conlon, Mayor Eric Adams, uh, Myra jo Mira Joshi from the uh, the mayor's office as well. We've really had a heck of a run Heavy here. Heavy hitters on that Bill list. O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. I, I mean, Ray Geraldo. Kelly, Monica Crowley, Geraldo Rivera. We had Bratton as well. We've had we Bratton. Had uh, it, so on this Friday, now the officially ending the month of January, the first month, Thank you, Sam Bellino. Thank you, Joni. Alex, when you show up, thank you very much. A little Sibylia you got to throw a love to. Let's go to have, come, we're going to have some fun. Open a glass of wine. We got Padre Luz Libation coming up. David Burke, let's have some fun on a Friday on AM 970, The Answer. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. It's hard to unite Senate Democrats and Republicans these days, but Biden's National Intelligence Director, Avril Haines, has managed to do just that. She's refused to show members of the Senate Intelligence Committee copies of the classified documents discovered in Donald Trump and Joe Biden's possession. Her excuse? The special counsel investigations of both. What nonsense. As Democrat Mark Warner pointed out, the Senate Intelligence Committee was regularly briefed even as a special counsel investigated Donald Trump for supposed collusion with the Russians. At this point, with many Americans doubtful about its integrity and motives, the intelligence bureaucracy would be wise to choose transparency. 
Instead, it's raising bipartisan suspicions. There's a problem when unelected, unaccountable officials feel so invincible they can treat the people's representatives so dismissively. It's just one more sign that it's time for fundamental reform of America's intelligence services. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow. So before we talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan, I was with Mike Connors last night. I just want to pop in and say, breaking news, Tesla jury clears Elon Musk in $12 billion, quote, take private tweet trial. A California federal jury cleared Tesla and CEO Elon Musk of securities fraud after just hours of deliberation on Friday in a trial over his 2018 tweets that he had a fund, that he had funding secured to take the company private, rejecting investors' claims they're owed $12 billion for losses they incurred from the false tweets. That's real breaking news. Mm-hmm. But let's tie it all into Connors and Sullivan, because you never know when you're going to lose $12 billion or if you're going to hit the boards and leave $12 billion just hanging out there in the wind. So what do you want to do? You want to go see the guy who I saw last night, Mike Connors, because planning for the future is so important and you have to make sure that you and your family are protected and there's no better time to plan than now. For a trust, a will, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, a living will, your overall estate plan, the goal of Connors and Sullivan attorneys are always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. And you can visit them for a free, free, no obligation consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. I'm looking at boys all over the place, and you know what? On a Friday night in New York City, 618 February the 3rd, guess what? Guess what? Boys... Don't cry. I know you're not supposed to teach that today. Telling boys, oh, you could cry. Come on, man up. Play it, Sambolino. Play it. Actually, I'm talking about Lawrence Taylor. Tomorrow is his birthday. Happy birthday, Lawrence Taylor. I want to say he's 63. Maybe 64. Here we go. Here we go, son. Listen to this. That's right. Dave Schwartz's team. When we were growing up, boys don't cry. I was watching the Yankees get swept by the Cincinnati Reds in the World Series. I think I was nine. My dad walks in and I'm crying. And he's like, Arthur, boys don't cry watching baseball. Come on. And I'm glad he told me that. And, but my dad would yell at me. My dad's here, by the way. The other and I would start, he'd be screaming at me. And I'd be crying. You know what he'd say, Sam Bellino? Stop crying before I give you a reason to cry. Anyone out there ever hear that? Everyone out there hear that? Stop. He'd be screaming at me. His nostrils flaring. He'd be bright red. And I would be terrified. And I'd stop crying. And he'd be like, hey, hey, stop crying before I give you a reason to cry. Those were the good old days, huh? When men were men and sheep were nervous. Anyway, 
Our next really, really, really fun guest, cool guest, so successful guest, a guy who when I'm up in Saratoga, I give a call and say, hey, I'm hungry, David Burke. You got anywhere for me to eat up here? And David Burke says, of course, I got some bacon hanging off a clothesline for you. What's up, David Burke? Hi. <laughs> How are you? I played that song for you because, you know, I, I've seen you cry a little bit in your, your weak moments. Yeah. So you know, I'm trying to give you a message, you know. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. What's well, going on? Well, Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Congrats on the show. Thank you. It's been a while since we talked. Um, I'm glad you're doing well. It's a great, great station. Tell, uh, yeah. tell people, tell people what I'm referring to about the bacon on the clothesline. Well, it's uh, one of our signature dishes. It's slabs of bacon that are clipped to a very small uh, clothesline. We build out of wood and copper wire, and it's fastened by clothespins and blowtorch at the table. And you cut it off with scissors, and you eat it. As the fit, fat grips onto pickles underneath and eat those, and that's a great way to start a meal. Could you just back up a little because oh, I'm not I'm not being facetious um, because the whole blowtorch thing. Like, let people know what that's all about. Well, we, we you know we the bacon's very when it's raw. One strip or slab is about four ounces. So after it cooked, it's a little less than two. And that's a thick piece of bacon. So when it's hanging in the kitchen, we bring it to the table, we blowtorch it so the fat drips off it onto the pickles which sit underneath the strips. Wow. And you eat it together. And there's a little bit of uh, black pepper and maple syrup on the bacon, and a little bit of orange zest, and it's really good. I mean, it's really good. I mean, it's bacon to start with. And, now, uh, now Burke, know, Burke, I know, everything Everything tastes better in bacon. I think when I was up at your uh, place in Saratoga and I asked for a Bloody Mary, I'm pretty sure they put a bacon strip in my Bloody Mary. That could have been a bacon strip. Could have been there a you shrimp. go. Been a- now, yeah. look, I know you live in Jersey, but the only reason why you have access to the Idala Power Hour is you were born in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, correct. All right. So, yeah. you know. I was born in Bed-Stuy way back when. All right, all right. Um, and now, one of your many, many claims to fame is at 26 years old, you were uh, you were in the River Cafe, the legendary Buzzy O'Keefe's River Cafe, as the executive chef at a very, very young age. Tell us, those New Yorkers who still, uh, you know, hold the River Cafe up in such high esteem, what was it like being so young, being thrust into to the craziness? Because when you're in a, in a chef's kitchen... It's unbelievable, the craziness of that uh, in the height of the Ruben Cafe's popularity at such a young age. Uh, that's a great question. I I got into the River Cafe, and uh, I was I was the sous chef first, luckily. So, uh, But I had worked up in Westchester, and I worked in Jersey. I went to college, worked in Europe, and then I got, I got this job at the River Cafe as the number two guy uh, under Charlie Palmer, another well-known chef. And uh, there was always great chefs at the River Cafe, but the River Cafe was a machine. It was a, it was a barge, but it was like being on a train. You got in there and you worked and you, you, you walked, you didn't walk in the, into the kitchen. You ran in there and you got your, your, you got your things together and you got ready on time. You didn't have a job and you wanted to work there because it was such a high profile, prestigious place. And the chefs, you know, we worked like, uh, it was like being in a Marines, except we, you know, we could curse. <laughs> right. Did you, did you work side by side by side with Charlie Palmer? What was the the chain of command, yeah. so to speak? Yeah. Charlie was the executive chef. I was his right hand man. 
And that okay. went out for two years. So he wrote the menus. I did the specials. We did things together. Charlie's a fabulous chef, great businessman. And uh, so he he's a few years younger, older than me. And uh, But we had a brigade. We had 25 cooks, maybe 30. That's and a you, big team. Was Charlie? Guys, was, I was young, and I was I was young to be in my position. My position. I know. Been a I know. That's my that's old. my point. So, so I got tested all the time by the guys at the beginning, and were there weren't there? a lot of girls. There was girls. Yeah. I want to ask you a question, David Burke. Were you at the River Cafe when the New York Times gave it that coveted three star review? Yes, two times. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Uh, I was there with Charlie when we got three stars, and then. I had Charlie went over to Open Oriole, and I was going to go with him. And then Buzzy offered me the job. I said, "Buzzy," and I, I love Buzzy. This guy, he gave me the break of a lifetime. He says, "I understand you might be going." Charlie goes, "What if?" He goes, "Would you like to be the chef here?" And I was like, "I would like it. I would love it." I said, "But I'm just too young." And I said, "I don't, I don't know how to do pastry yet, and I'd like to learn pastry before I took my first big chef job." And he goes, "And I said, Buzzy, honestly, I don't know if I can run a place this big." He goes, "You're be running." It. He goes, you're doing it. He goes, you know, that, that's part of what a sous chef does. So we finally sat down, and he decided that he would sponsor me to go to pastry school in Paris. And because uh, Charlie had given almost a year's notice. So we had time. So we arranged for me to go to school in Paris for four months, take pastry classes, work in pastry, uh, wow. uh, pastry shop. And I lived, on a bar- I lived on a barge over there. <laughs> Where, in Paris? Right outside of Paris on the river. Yep. Very, very, very. Uh, that's very cool. You know, Buzzy O'Keefe, I believe, was a year ahead of my dad at Fordham Prep uh, in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. We're talking to David Burke here in uh, at the Arthur Idola Power Hour. David, let's back up a little bit. You go from bed, being born in Bed-Stuy, going to Jersey. Uh, you know, uh, where does the whole cooking thing come in? Well, I w- my mother worked at a, a hotel, and, and as I was probably 14, 15, and she got me a job cutting the lawns and, and helping the guy fix air conditioning, you know, light maintenance. And, and one of her cousins was a, was in the kitchen, and I had to go in there to get my lunch, you know, during the weekends and stuff. And I started, like, looking at these guys' work, and it was craziness. And uh, But camaraderie was unbelievable. And the and what they were putting on a plate was amazing. You know, because, you know back then you had people in the kitchen went for the Vietnam War. They were... Dropouts. They were, uh, you know, immigrants. They were, you know, people, you know, rock and rollers. Da da da. You know, different walks of life. And but when they put their mind to it, and got to cooking. It was like it was like uh, like rock and roll. It was like it was like they were artists. And it was something about that that I really enjoyed the camaraderie of it and the the lack of seriousness during the day. But when the bell rang for dinner at five, they were like it was like being on stage. These guys were like. Impressive. And, you know, it was near the PNC Center. So we had all the, you know, Meatloaf, Jackson Brown, the Almond Brothers, Willie Nelson, all these guys coming through the kitchen because of the paparazzi. And, you know, the cooks were hanging out with those guys. And it was just, it was the summer that I said, I want to do this. And what summer was this? Give me a year. Uh, it was uh, 76. 76? Up sale. <laughs> Up yeah. sale. Do you remember Operation Sale in the... Uh... Jimmy Carter yes, was the president yes, and the yes, bicentennial. Yes. Uh, my I buddy, my baby. To, I was on the Brooklyn Bridge that year. Believe it or not, not knowing one day, I was. I went to the South Street Seaport. It was it was fairly new back then, 
And uh, I'll say I was on the Brooklyn Bridge, not knowing underneath me would be my home one day. Wow. Oh, because that's where the River Cafe is. All right, David, here's the deal. I, I got to take the bottom of the hour break, and we're going to do that now. I, when I, we come back, I want to talk about a couple of your restaurants that, that are operating now. I know you always have something in the works, so I want to talk about yeah. what's coming up. But it's a Friday night. I do have a glass of Chianti in front of me. I need one good, like, salacious kitchen story. You know, you're talking about rock stars. I want to hear about some drugs, maybe some, like, you catching, like, the busboy fooling around with someone in the, in, the, in the closet or something like that. So think about it for the three minutes that we take a little break. Come on, Burke. You're good with this stuff. You're a genius. Um, so, Sambolino, let's, uh, let's, let's go now because I, I want to give Burke some time to think. I want the listeners to get all excited because you are going to hear tales from the kitchen. Forget about the, the Bradley Cooper movie Burnt. Okay, you're going to get it from that's just a movie. That's a that's a fiction. You're going to hear the real deal, non-fiction, with David Burke here at AM nine seventy. The answer. We're taking a quick break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Coming up tonight at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. It's nothing but fun, food, Broadway, and your weekend. That's Christine Nicholas, Kevin McCullough, and all about the things you need to do. Check it out tonight at 7. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like Stand With Israel. StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. Make sure to tune in this and every Saturday at noon to hear the lead guy, Nick DeMauro, Executive Director and CEO of LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, speak with experts, educators, and law enforcement about important issues affecting you and your children. Catch the new show, Battling Drugs and Violence, with the lead guy on AM 970 The Answer for topical information and insights from experts waging the battle against drugs and violence in your community. So let's talk about the court reporters. Yes, arguably amongst the most powerful people in the courthouse. Would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school? One that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently. Well, there's a high-powered and lucrative career that I've been telling you about for months now. Court reporting, that's right, court reporters, captioners, they're in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives, a, gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z, and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. How do you do that? You sign up by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info, I-N-F-O, at plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. 
You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Hammond at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. No sleep till. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Brooklyn on a Friday night, 6.32. And, you know, Sambolino so hip, he played the cure, Boys Don't Cry. That's because it's the drummer, Lowell Tolhurst's 64th birthday. And here we are listening to the Beastie Boys. I saw a young lady working down the street the other day with a Beastie Boys t-shirt. And I was like, really cool shirt. And she was like, she was probably 20. <clears throat> like she was thrilled that I knew who the Beastie Boys were. Meanwhile, <laughs> I thought I was a Beastie Boy. We are back on the air. One of the, by, by the way, Sam Molina, just so you know, and Alex, one of the funnest things when I'm here in the office and Joan is with me, we have two sets of headphones, right? I'm wearing one, and then the other one goes on the iPhone so people who are watching on Facebook can hear what's going on. And so I'm going to give her some slack, but Joan doesn't realize when she's talking to me, I can't hear a word she's saying. <laughs> so she's having this like, I'm like, Joan, I'm, I, so I just smile, I nod a lot. <laughs> Then she realizes, like, oh, maybe I should write it down. But without further ado, let's go back to a very special guest, the celebrity chef, the man known as the prankster chef that by Time Out New York, um, he is a Hall of Fame chef. He's been a chef since 1984. Think about that, the Reagan administration. Uh, and he was born in Brooklyn, so he gets to come on the Idola Power Hour on a fun Friday. So... Uh, give me a rundown if you can without taking up the whole half hour, David Burke, on all the restaurants you're operating now. Well, we're uh, we're in. I'll start up north, in Saratoga. The, uh, we're in uh, the Adelphi Hotel and so a restaurant. Our next restaurant coming down will be opening in two weeks. In White Plains. It's called Red Horse. We should have been open last week, but we had a glitch in the fire suppression system. We should be open right after Valentine's Day. That's called Red Horse. There's another Red Horse in Rumson, New Jersey. Uh, there's a restaurant in Seabright called Drift House by David Burke. There's one called The Goat in Union Beach, a pizza trattoria. We own a famous old bakery called the Dixie Lee Bakery in Keensburg, and that was a new purchase. We're in. I'm sitting in a new restaurant right now that we're taking over in South Orange called The Fox and the Falcon, and that's in downtown. We're also in 1736 in Morristown. Ventana's in Fort Lee, San Cubano in West New York, and we're in Charlotte, North Carolina with three restaurants, and Saudi Arabia with two. Uh, we're also building another one on Park Avenue in 48, and we're building one in uh, north of West Palm Beach, south of Jupiter. Those are both, uh, um, you know, a couple, several months and or almost two years away. So you're bored, huh, David Burke? You got nothing going on? You're sitting home? What are you doing? You watch a lot of food? I'm sure you're ready for baseball. You're just going to sit in your chair. I'm and... 
Plans now, travel, <clears> yeah. But yeah, before besides 48th and Park, do you have anything up and running in the city in the five boroughs? Yeah, David David Burke Tavern is up and going, and we're doing quite well since the pandemic has left us. And and uh, we got you know the fourth quarter was very good. January was great. We got Restaurant Week, uh, and I'm on the uh, committee for New, New York City Restaurant Week. It runs for two more weeks. Please go out and support the restaurant. It's a great deal. And, uh, you know, support the locals. Go to New York restaurants. Go to the go to the mom and pops and all the boroughs. We do. Believe me, I'm a big proponent of that. Tomorrow night I'm going to L&B Spumoni Gardens, baby, for Nicholas's all birthday. Right. I'm, I'm going to stop eating now because Lenny will put out 15 yeah. different courses. David, where is um, the David Burke Tavern in New York City? It's on uh, 62nd Street, closer to Lex, between Park Avenue and Lex, 135 East 62. And and what kind of format are you planning planning on putting on Park Avenue and Forty Eighth Street, which is like well, three blocks away from where I am? It's called the Park Ave Kitchen by David Burke. We have an all day concept on one part, which is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, grab and go, beautiful build out. It's in a large uh, office building called Two Seventy Seven Park, and then we're gonna have a small cafe brasserie, yeah, more like David Burke Tavern, modern American food, steaks, chops, pasta, good salads, seasonal, more high end. And the build-out, the design is beautiful. And, again, they're four blocks from Grand Central. We're going to deliver to the building and deliver in the grab-and-go site. So we're looking forward to that. The, the, oh. You know, the new, the new way of uh, doing business in New York. Hopefully so, everyone's back to the office. We're working on it. We've been back, David. We've been back in my law firm since uh, Labor Day of 2020. David Burke yeah, is a celebrity chef. Everyone knows him from TV, from radio, from newspapers, from all the – he's on the cover of all the magazines – David, you know, we've seen the movie uh, with uh, Bradley Cooper about him being a chef. And it, you know, yeah. it deals with alcoholism. That was a pretty good a pretty good movie, yeah. Uh, okay, that's what I wanted to ask you. You know, there's a lot of lawyer movies, and I can tell you the ones that are kind of accurate and the ones that are, uh, that's all BS. Uh, yeah, yeah. How, how does that fall in terms of, you know, leaning in the direction of reality? Well, I don't remember the whole thing. It's been a couple of years. I know he had, like, a love interest, and he was the... Good-looking celebrity chef, and it was Dustin Hoffman, the guy who was the owner of the restaurant in that movie. I, so I, if that's the right. Those movie. brain yeah. cells are gone, man. Those brain cells I left in the courtroom two days he, ago. Uh, I think the the passion and the determination and the stress in that movie of being a fine dining chef is real, you know. And then he, I think he he had some complicated lifestyles dealing with things like that, and I think some of that proves reality in the restaurant business for sure. Uh, you know, the love interest with the this and that. I mean, when you work in a certain field where you're spending a lot of time with your coworkers, more so than you are at home, there's a lot of that. Uh, uh, so, David Burke, you, you've been around. You've been in the kitchen in the, the yeah. 70s, the 80s, and then the early yeah. 90s when, let's face it, drugs were prevalent. Drinking yeah. was prevalent. There was kind of free yeah. sex going on. It's a lot. It wasn't as puritanical as it is now. Now you know. I you know what I do for my day job. So I'm not asking you to admit to any crimes. Although I can tell you, the statute of limitations have passed. You know, give us using anonymous names. Give us fictitious names. Tell. Give us. Give us a good story, David Burke. Give us a good story. It's only a crime if you get caught, right? I agree. I agree. So give us a good a good kitchen story. Oh, there's so many. So I can give you a story. Um, um, I mean, I, let me just touch a little bit on the fact that the restaurant business in this in the 80s and 90s in New York, before the Internet and cell phones, 
There was very little for someone to do after they worked 12 hours on their feet in the hot kitchens and got off at midnight, then go out and drink or whatever. There was nothing else to do. What You can't run errands. You can't go to a movie. You can't go shopping. You can't get caught up on emails. So you basically, if you want to blow off steam, you're going out. And New York City, the city never sleeps. So one thing leads to another. And it's, it can be a, uh, a pothole for many people's careers. You've got to be very careful not to get caught up. Happens, it happens in, uh, in other industries, too. But a lot of, the other part of being in the restaurant industry is when you become really good at it, you don't get more time off. You work more because you open another restaurant and another restaurant. Well, you know, you get an off season. You don't get the summers off. You don't get the holidays off. So the gerbil wheel goes faster, and then then the burnout rate is higher. That being said, there's, it, it's a passion job for many. Uh, to be able to be, I'm very proud that I'm still able to do it after four decades. And I was at Alan Syak's memorial. Alan Syak was one of the first chefs at the Le Cirque. And he had passed away a couple of months back, and we had a great memorial for him with some of the greatest chefs in America and in the world. Char- I know Charlie Palmer was there yesterday. Charlie was there, but it was a group of, you know, people, you know, and you, if you got to understand the chefs in the 70s and 80s really shaped what modern American food is today. You know, uh, you know, we, we borrowed from the French, we borrowed from the Italian, we borrowed from the Asian to shape what you get in a modern everyday restaurant these days. So there was a lot of a uh, lot of talent there, to say the least. Uh, and I'll give you a, a, a crazy story besides all those other ones. But I'm basically I'm writing a book, by the way, now, and like an autobiography of, of the, my first, you know, growing up and being being uh, telling my wrestling coach I wanted to be a chef. And he called me uh, a name I can't say. Uh, and I was a freshman varsity wrestler. And then that summer between freshman and sophomore is the summer. I, here's what happened to me. I saw the chef I worked for, good-looking guy, Marine, blah, 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 two vets, three girlfriends, and total command in the kitchen. I walk out. I used to wax his car. I walk out on him one night, and he's having sex on his vet. And, I, you know, I acted like I didn't see him. And, uh, you know, I, I, he said, I'll catch up with you tomorrow and pay you. And as I was walking home that night to a full moon, listening to Night Moves by Bob Seger in somebody's car, I said, I'm going to be a chef. <laughs> so there you go. That was, that was my moment. And uh, I, went, I went to school and I said, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm going to work on weekends and after school and become a chef, which was craziness to my parents. I was, you know, I was. I graduated high school in three years. I was a bright kid. I was a little bit of a renegade, but and then I pursued it. Um, and there's been some crazy stories, and 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 there's been a well, lot of. David Berg, here, here's what here was I here's what I, I would like to propose to you. Literally, you're you're putting a building together, a place together on 48th and Park. We're on 45th and Fifth. Um, you used to come into Piscopo's, and I don't know if you remember, you came in with like a power drill one day, and you had me hold a watermelon, you just put holes in there, and I don't know, we poured vodka in there. I would love you, I have a better kitchen than Piscopo had at night at the, at the, at the station here at my office. So let's oh, figure close, something yeah. out where you're where you're going to, uh, when you're down at 48th and Park, you're checking out yeah. your space, come up here, we'll have some fun, you can tell us some yeah. some, some recipes, you can tell us some war stories, uh, I know for a fact the listeners would absolutely love it, and you're such a great personality to have here on the radio, and we're so happy to have you on this Friday night. That's great, nice to hear your voice, and I'm, I'm happy you're doing well, I'd love to come by, let me know. All right.
All right, we'll be in touch, David Burke. Ladies and gentlemen, here on AM 970, The Answer, David Burke is amongst the best of the best. And uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have him on. He's a fun guy. He's a great guest. Uh, he's got so many war stories. I need to be in person with him to, like, pull some of those war stories out. We are going to come back. We're going to have a little Padre Lose Friday libation having to do with the governor who was here. We'll talk a little bit about Brooklyn Nets. We'll wrap up with Joni, Matt, and Alex. Don't go away. In the summertime. This is Dottie Herman, host of Ion Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. Listen, I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I have tried many products that have been on the market for many years, so that's why I'm so excited about Hemp Leaf. The Vanilla Passion Skin Cream is soft, and the scent is so calming. The feel on my skin, well, it's just amazing. It's not at all greasy, and I can feel my skin perking up. The black soap was the most amazing surprise. It's smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel soft and hydrated. I am really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. Visit us at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. Enter the word Dottie at checkout and receive 10% off. You're going to love it. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Andiamo in Italia. Let's go to Italy. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business. That's right. They began the year that Joni Pelzer was born, 78 <laughs> years ago. They have had, they had, they started, everyone knew their vacations to Italy, but now they go to Hawaii, Spain, and Greece too. And you could join our very own Joe Piscopo on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and Joe have put together a very special Roman Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sites with their guides, and a private dinner performance, which is so much fun with Joe Piscopo. Next, you fly to Sicily for three nights in Taromina, that's in the province of Messina, with special day trips to the coast, including Savoca and Forza de Argo, for sites of the actual filming events from the iconic Godfather movie. A wonderful, wonderful wine tasting on Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. The tour dates are October 18th to October 28th. Call Perillo Tours at 800-431-1515 for reservations. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515 or visit perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Down the 
Before I forget, we're going to end the show on this Friday, February the 3rd, with a very, very special rendition from that rock and roll 80 sensation Rapid Pulse. A song by the name of Trusting. So, as we wrap up a Friday, let's do a Padre Lou libation. Now, Padre Lou is here. He's actually inside working with Diana on the Ghislaine Maxwell brief, which is due in two weeks. If I tell her that, you're a freak. It's actually due in like 14, it's like 17 days. So, in, a, in celebration of the airing of former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's interview, we're going to call today's Padre Luz libation the Governor's Cocktail. <clears throat> now, this has nothing to do with the Governor. Um, Joan, do you know what the Governor drinks? No, I don't. Do you know what the Governor <clears throat> drinks? Does he drink red wine? Didn't he talk about Brunello? Red wine when he was here. He was yeah. drinking red wine when he was here. All right, I got it. Here That's it is. So into an ice-filled mixing glass, pour two ounces of white rum. I drank a lot of rum with Geraldo. Two ounces of white rum, three-quarters of an ounce of white vermouth or white lillet. White lillet is Josh's favorite. And a quarter ounce of an orange-based liqueur, such as Contreau or Triple Sec or Grand Maillet. Add a few dashes of orange bitters and some grenadine just for some color. So we're doing rum vermouth, and let's go with Grand Marnier, or triple sec. Triple sec is probably more, it's in the well, it's there. So, Sambolina, you got this? Yeah, sounds good to me. We're going two ounces of rum, so two shots of rum, three quarters of a shot of vermouth, quarter of a shot of triple sec, and then a little bit of orange bitters, and if you want, just to make your daughter happy, Sambolina, you put a little grenadine in it, it makes it a little red. And uh, you're going to stir it up, does Padre do this straight up? Stir until it's well chilled and strain into your pre-chilled cocktail glass. So this is a cocktail. So you should use some decent rum. Garnish with an orange slice or twist. And then sip, savor, and swallow. Swallow. And, oh, look at this. All right, here comes a little commentary. I don't read these until we're on the air. And consider that Padre Lou hoped that things had gone differently for Andrew Cuomo so that Padre could have said, hail to the chief and called his libation the Presidente cocktail. Well, I will tell you, Joan, and you you went through all of the comments. Yes, um, I did. <clears throat> there are some real, it, it, it's really on both sides of the aisle. There were some people, most people were positive. very positive about Andrew himself. And correct me if I'm wrong, everyone was positive about the interview. Everyone was positive Someone about just, the some people were like, why did you put him on? He killed the people in the nursing home. And you know what? I get it because some people are still extremely hurt and angry by that um and look I, the truth is i tried to push him on that of i did, you did and basically he said was his biggest mistake was he waited too long yes. he should have he should have started earlier and exactly. i guess but they didn't know they right. you know all of us didn't know right hindsight but, but is here's amazing. here's the thing and here was the feedback that i did get and and i always try to be honest on on this show i really do um People who I respect who heard the interview, who thought it was very good and thought it was very riveting, they wanted to hear a little bit more of, I, ma- I made a mistake, like I screwed up, and I probably should have said I screwed up. Um, you know, he said I should have closed the nursing homes earlier, he should have then gone to the second step, and it turned out to be a mistake the way we did handle the mm-hmm. nursing homes. We should have like looked come at- clean <clears throat> up front. As we say in criminal law, usually the bigger crime is the, the cover-up is worse than the crime. Mm-hmm. And I think if he would have just... Just said that a little bit more, 
some of those people, he may have moved the needle a little bit. And yeah. look, I know people, um, Janice Dean from Fox News, who I've always been very friendly with, friendly with from the first day I was um, on Fox News. She's the weather. They call her Janice Dean, the weather machine. Um, she um, she lost her in-laws like like within very a week. Early, like, yeah, yes. I mean, I'm going to exaggerate the story a little bit, but like. Her and her husband, Sean, saw them like on Saturday. And by the following Saturday, both of them, his parents were gone. Yeah. And they were healthy when they saw him. They were in nursing homes, but they were healthy. And that's devastating. I mean, if that happened to me, I'd be under the table right now. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they squarely put the blame on the governor. And um, and Janice, to be honest with you, is not happy with me that I I put him on the airwaves. And, And I, you know, I said, look, this is what I'm doing now. This is my kind of my job Mm -hmm. after my job. And um, she seemed to be like understood from the journalistic point of view. Mm -hmm. But I have no problem telling you that um, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. It was a little it was a little nerve wracking, but I'm glad um, we did it. And I'm very grateful to the governor because he didn't have to do it. And he was very open. I thought the only question he didn't answer is when is he going to run again? (laughs) He he didn't answer it, but he didn't he didn't say no. Well, he just didn't answer it, Joe. Yeah. That means he didn't say yes. Well, he didn't say no, right? It's, if he if it was a flat out no, then it's a flat out no. Kyrie Irving of the New York Nets saying that he wants a trade, but it apparently has nothing to do with him being unhappy. It's that like because Kevin Durant, who's their superstar, has been out. Kyrie Irving's playing so much, and he's afraid. I think he's going to get hurt, and he doesn't really have a good deal for next year. So they're mm-hmm. negotiating for next year. The trade deadline is this week coming up. I hope he doesn't leave. He's the t- t- player who said that a movie that uh, uh, made the Nazis look good or the Holocaust look like it was no big deal, he tweeted out that it was a good movie. He was suspended from the NBA, I think, for five games. Um, But he has been playing unbelievable basketball, and um, I hope he stays with the the Brooklyn Nets because he's great to watch. Luca just walked in. I had to bang out that Kyrie Irving thing real quick. Tell me something. Anything new with the Kyrie Irving thing we could say? We have... For you have thirty seconds, just hand it to him, Joan. Hand it to him. Hand it to him. Tell me what you know, quick. Um, that uh, he's thinking of um, uh, leaving the Nets like next week, right? Yes, next week. And is when is Kevin Durant coming back? Any idea? Um, they're reevaluating him this week, I think. Okay, so we'll keep our fingers crossed, Luca. You know what we're gonna play right now? We're gonna play the first song that Rapid Pulse played in Haswell Greens on December sixteenth. It's called Trusting, and you were sitting right in the front row, and we had so much fun, guys. I had such a wonderful week. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Joni. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jerry Crowley. Thanks for everyone for listening. We're gonna have another great week next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Here's Trusting by. We are Rapid this is called trusting. Go, Kenny.
Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.